بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we've been going through all of the various du'as at different times that are legislated in the sunnah and we're on this section now talking about the different types of du'as and supplications a person is supposed to do in the prayer. So that is what we're continuing with today. The chapter regarding some of the du'as and remembrances connected to the prayer. So here the Shaykh says, لَا نَزَالُ فِي الْحَدِيثِ عَنِ الْأَذْكَارِ الْمُتَعَلِّقَةِ بِالصَّلَاةِ خرج الإمام, خرج الإمام مسلم رحمه الله في كتابه الصحيح عن عبد الله بن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال So he says we are still talking about the supplications and du'as and remembrances that are connected to the prayer and it is mentioned in Sahih Muslim there is a hadith in Sahih Muslim from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma that he said Kashafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as-sitara wal-nasu sufufun khalfa Abi Bakr radiyallahu anhu faqal أيها الناس إنه لم يبق من مبشرات النبوة إلا الرؤيا الصالحة يراها المسلم أو ترى له ألا وإني نهيت أن أقرأ القرآن راكعا فأما الركوع فعظم فيه الرب عز وجل وأما السجود فاجتهدوا في الدعاء فقمن أن يستجاب لكم حديث إن صحيح مسلم وعبد الله بن عباس رضي الله عنهما says that the messenger of Allah moved the curtain and he saw that the people were in rows behind Abu Bakr as-Siddiq leading. That the people were in rows behind Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an. And so he said to them, O people, ayyuhal nas, innahu lam yabqa min mubashiratin nubuwah illa ru'ya saliha. O people, there is nothing left Nothing that remains from the glad tidings of prophethood except the righteous dream. Muslim The righteous dream that a Muslim sees or is shown 
Ala wa inni nuhitu an aqra' al-Qur'ana raki'a. Then he says, I have been forbidden from reciting the Qur'an in the ruku'a. Forbidden from reciting the Qur'an in the ruku'a. فَأَمَّا الرُّكُوعَ فَعَظِّمُوا فِيهِ الرَّبَّ عَزَّ وَجَلْ As for the ruku'a, then do the ta'zim of Allah in it. Meaning, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. That statement we already covered. Do the ta'zim of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the ruku'a. وَأَمَّا السُّجُودِ But as for the prostration, فَاشْتَهِدُوا فِي الدُّعَى Then strive, strive hard in making dua in prostration. فَقَمِنٌ أَنْ يُسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ Because it is likely that you will be answered. It is likely that you will be answered. And that is in relation to the dua that you make. When in sujood, in prostration. So in this narration, قَدْ أَوْضَحَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ مَا يَخْتَصُّ بِهِ هَذَا الرُّكْنَانِ الْعَظِيمَانِ In this hadith, the Prophet sallallahu has clarified that which relates to these two great pillars, the pillar of Ruku' and the pillar of Sujood. The Messenger spoke about the two pillars in this narration and what you are supposed to say in those two pillars. Ar-Ruku' was-Sujood min dhikr yunasib hay'atahuma بعد ذكره للنهي عن قراءة القرآن فيهما. So in the ruku' and the sujood, there are, or the form that you are in, the posture that you are in, there are du'as and remembrances that are appropriate to it, and that the recitation of the Qur'an though, is prohibited in it. So he mentioned, the du'as that are appropriate for the ruku', the remembrances that are appropriate for the posture of the ruku', and what are appropriate for the posture of the prostration. And then he highlighted to them the impermissibility though, of reciting the Qur'an in the ruku'ah, or in the prostration. لِأَنَّهُمَا حَالَتَا ذُلْ وَخُضُوعَ وَتَطَامٌ وَانْخِفَاضٌ Because these two positions... The bowing in ruku' and the prostration down on the ground. These are two positions of submission and humility and of lowering yourself. They are positions of humility 
and submission and lowering yourself. فَأَمَّا الرُّكُوعُ وَهُوَ حَالٍ إِنْخِفَاضٍ وَتَطَامٌ وَخُضُوعٌ فَيُشْرَعُ لِلْمُسْلِمِ فِيهِ أَنْ يَذْكُرَ عَظَمَةَ رَبِّهِ So in the ruku' in that position of submission, in that position of lowering yourself down and bowing before Allah, in that posture of bowing and lowering, it is appropriate and suitable that a person remembers the greatness of Allah. You are now in a state of humility and submission, bowing. But you remember, even though you are now in bowing, how great your Lord is. You remember the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ الْعَظِيمُ الَّذِي لَهُ جَمِيعُ مَعَانِ الْعَظَمَ وَالْجَلَالِ كَالْقُوَّةِ وَالْعِزَّةِ وَكَمَالِ الْقُدْرَةِ وَصِعَةَ الْعِلْمِ وَكَمَالِ الْمَجْدِ وَغَيْرِهَا مِنْ أَوْصَافِ الْعَظَمَ وَالْكِبْرِيَاءِ So when you're in that position of bowing, in a position of humility and lowering yourself, bowing before your Lord, you remember the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all of the great uh, names and attributes, the great meanings that are applicable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of His might and majesty, of His strength and might and perfection in ability, all capability, and His uh, all-encompassing knowledge, and the, His great... Uh, 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 the majd, like you extol Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You remember all of that greatness of Allah whilst you are bowing, humbling yourself in that position as a servant of Allah. وَأَنَّهُ لَا يَسْتَحِقُّ أَحَدٌ التَّعْظِيمِ وَالتَّكْبِيرِ وَالْإِجْلَالِ وَالتَّمْجِيدِ غَيْرَهُ and you remember that nobody else is deserving of all of that praise and all of that glorification and that greatness. Nobody else is deserving of all of that except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَيَسْتَحِقُّ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ أَنْ يُعَظِّمُوهُ بِقُلُوبِهِمْ وَأَلْسِنَتِهِمْ وَأَعْمَالِهِمْ so it is befitting and deserving of the servants that they submit themselves to Allah in uh, glorifying Him and recognizing His greatness in their hearts and upon their tongues and upon their actions. قال ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala said, فَأَفْضَلُ مَا يَقُولُ الرَّاكِعَ عَلَى الْإِطْلَاقِ The best thing that a person in ruku' can say, the best thing that a person in ruku' can say from all of the remembrances, from all of the du'as is, سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ 
Subhana, freeing Allah from any imperfection or deficiency. Subhana, Rabbi, my Lord, Al-Azim, the Great. Subhana, Rabbi, Al-Azim, that my Lord, the Great, the Mighty, the Majestic, free of all imperfections or any deficiencies or shortcomings. Subhana, Rabbi, Al-Azim, and you say that and recognize that and remember that whilst you yourself also at the same time recognize that you are only a small servant of Allah and that's why you are in that bowing position, humbling yourself to your Lord as you make that statement, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. So Ibn Qayyim said, the best thing a person can say when they are in the ruku' is Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ أَمَرَ الْعِبَادِ بِذَلِكَ Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded His servants to do that. Has commanded His servants with that. وَعَيَّنَ الْمُبَلِّغْ عَنْهُ السَّفِيرِ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ عِبَادِهِ هَذَا الْمَحَلِّ لِهَذَا الذِّكْرِ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has specified this particular moment as the time for that connection and for that dissemination or conveyance of the message between himself and his servant. And so he said, فَسَبِّحْ بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظِيمِ And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an, فَسَبِّحْ بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْعَظِيمِ Do the tasbih in the name of your Lord Al-Azim. That is the command in the Qur'an to say, سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ Do the tasbih of your Lord or in the name of your Lord, the Great, the Mighty, the Majestic, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in the Hadith, Ij'aluha fi ruku'ikum. Make that in your ruku' meaning to say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, make that in your ruku' وَبِالْجُمْلَةِ فَصِرُّ الرُّكُوعِ تَعَظِيمُ الرَّبِّ جَلَّ جَلَالُهُ بِالْقَلْبِ وَالْقَالِبِ وَالْقَوْلِ وَلِهَذَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَمَّا الرُّكُوعِ فَعَظِّمُوا فِيهِ الرَّبِّ So the secret in that is that in that position of the ruku' then you demonstrate and recognize the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart, upon your statement, in your belief, in your recognition, all of that for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that moment. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ And that's why the Messenger said, أَمَّا الرُّكُوعَ فَعَظِّمُوا فِيهِ الرَّبِّ so as for the ruku' 
then do the ta'zim of Allah, the recognition of the greatness of Allah at that time. So that is what a person should be thinking about. And remember and recognize when you're in the ruku' saying, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, a person should ponder over the meanings and what it is that he's saying. That is the way that you benefit from the prayer. Otherwise it's only robotic, you're just saying it, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, just saying it, saying it, and moving and finishing the prayer without thinking, then you will not benefit from the prayer to the likes of the one who thinks about and understands what he's doing in that prayer in each part. Then, أَمَّا السُّجُودِ وَهُوَ حَالْ قُرْبٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَخُضُوعٍ لَهُ وَتَذَلُّلْ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَانْكِسَارٌ لَهُ سُبْحَانَهُ As for the prostration, that is a time when you are near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you're in prostration, that is a time when you are near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ الْعَبْدُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَهُوَ سَاجِدْ In the hadith, the closest a person is to his Lord is when he is in prostration. The closest a person is to his Lord is when he is in prostration. فَيُشْرَعُ لِلْمُسْلِمِ فِيهِ أَنْ يُكْثِرَ مِنَ الدُّعَى So it is legislated for the Muslim to increase in his dua at that time. To do as much dua as you are able in that time in the prostration. وَالدُّعَى فِي هَذَا الْمَحَلْ أَقْرَبُ إِلَى الْإِجَابَةِ And making dua at that time in the prostration is closer, more likely to be answered. Making the dua in the sujood, in the prostration. وَقَدْ ثَبَتَ فِي صَحِيحِ مُسْلِمٍ عَنَ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ سَلَّمُ قَالْ and it is established in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ الْعَبْدُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَهُوَ سَاجِدْ فَأَكْثِرُ الدُّعَى The closest a servant is to his Lord is when he is in prostration. So increase in dua. Increase in your dua at that time. وَفِي الْحَدِيثِ الْمُتَقَدِّمْ قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And in that previous narration, the messenger also said, وَأَمَّا السُّجُودِ فَاجْتَهِدُوا فِي الدُّعَاءِ فَقَمِنٌ أَنْ يُسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ And as for the prostration, then strive in making dua in it, because it is likely, فَقَمِنٌ it is likely that you will be answered in it. It is likely the dua will be accepted. أي حري وجدير أن يستجاب لكم لأن العبد أقرب ما يكون من ربه وهو ساجد. It is more likely to be answered at that time because that is the posture that you are the closest to Allah in at that time in the prostration. 
And the best time for you, the best circumstance and situation that a servant can be in is when you are closest to your Lord. Surely that is the best for you when you are closest to your Lord. And that is in the position of prostrating in the sujood. وَلِهَذَا كَانَ الدُّعَا فِي هَذَا الْمَحَلْ أَقْرَبَ إِلَى الْإِجَابَةِ And that's why at the time of prostration, it is more likely for that dua to be answered. At the time of prostration, it is more likely, it is one of the times for the dua being answered. وَمِنَ الْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمَأْثُورَةِ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي سُجُودِهِ And from the du'as that are mentioned, established from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that he used to make in the prostration is what is mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Aisha رضي الله عنها where she said, فَقَدْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لَيْلَةً مِنَ الْفِرَاشِ فَالْتَمَسْتُهُ فَوَقَعَتْ يَدِي عَلَى بَطْنِ قَدَمَيْهِ وَهُوَ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ وَهُمَا مَنْصُوبَتَانِ وَهُوَ يَقُولُ اللَّهُمَّ أَعُوذُ بِرِضَاكَ مِنْ سَخَطِكَ وَبِمُعَافَاتِكَ مِنْ عُقُوبَتِكَ وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْكَ لَا أُحْصِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْكَ أَنْتَ كَمَا أَثْنَيْتَ عَلَى نَفْسِكَ In this narration it mentions, Aisha radiyallahu anha says that one night, I noticed the messenger was gone. He wasn't in the bed. One night, she says that the messenger had gone. He was not in the bed. So she said, I began looking. I began looking, where has he gone? He wasn't asleep in the bed, it was night time, middle of the night, etc. So she said, I began looking, and it's dark. It's not in those days you can turn the light on, it was dark. And she said, I was looking around, where has he gone? And then she said, my hand fell upon the, uh, 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 the backs of his feet. My hand fell upon the backs of his feet, upon his feet. And he was in the mosque. You know that the house of Aisha radiallahu anha was connected by a wall to the mosque of the Prophet sallallahu So she said, I was feeling around and my hands went upon the feet of the messenger. And he was in the mosque. And those feet were upright. Meaning he was in the position of Prostration. His feet were upright. When she says, my hand fell upon them. So his feet were upright, meaning he was in prostration at the time. And she said, I heard him, what he was reciting in the prostration. He was saying, Allahumma a'udhu bika biridaka min sakhatika wa bimu'afatika min uqubatika wa'udhu bika minka la uhsithana alika anta kama afnayta ala nafsik. 
that he was saying, Oh Allah, I seek refuge in your pleasure from your anger. That I seek refuge from your anger, to protect me from your anger and to be in your pleasure. I seek refuge in your pleasure from your anger. And بِمُعَافَاتِكَ min عُقُوبَتِكَ And I seek to be in safety with you, to be in safety from you, and to be safe from your punishment, to have the safety and security and goodness, and be preserved and protected from your punishment, and that I seek refuge in you, from you, I seek refuge in you, from you, meaning from your worship, uh, from your uh, punishment, that I seek refuge in you to protect me from your punishment. La alayk. I cannot enumerate the praise upon you. I cannot encompass the praise upon you. Anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. You are as you have uh, praised yourself. So this was a dua that Aisha radiallahu anha heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying whilst in the prostration. وَقَدْ دَلَّ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ الْعَظِيمِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ لَا مَفَرَّ إِلَّا إِلَى اللَّهِ This narration highlights to us from the meaning of this dua that there is nowhere to flee except to Allah. You cannot flee anywhere else. You cannot save yourself anywhere else. You cannot safeguard or protect yourself anywhere else. There is nowhere to flee except back to Allah. Seeking protection, safeguarding, guardianship, all of that from Allah. Nowhere else to flee besides Him. وَلَا مَلْجَأْ مِنْهُ إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ And there is nowhere you can seek shelter or refuge except back to Allah in Him. There is nowhere else you can seek shelter or refuge besides Allah. That is only with Allah, back to Allah. فَأَزِمَّةُ الْأُمُورِ كُلُّهَا بِيَدِهِ So the reins of all of the affairs are in the control of Allah. وَنَوَاصِ الْعِبَادِ مَعْقُودَهِ بِقَضَائِهِ وَقَدَرِهِ And the foreheads, the forelocks of the servants are tied into the decree of Allah. Meaning that it is the decree of Allah that Allah decreed 50,000 years before the creations of the heavens and the earth. And we are upon that. We are in that decree. We are upon what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees, ma Allah kan wa ma lam lam yakun. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees, it occurs, and what He does not decree cannot occur. And of course we know that Allah gave us will and option, freedom to choose whether we do good or bad, and that's why we are ultimately held accountable upon our actions. But Allah has decreed the affairs and knows what choices we're going to make in life already? And all of the affair, everything returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
وَالْحَمْدُ كُلُّهُ لَهُ And all of the praise, it returns back to him. وَالْمُلْكُ كُلُّهُ لَهُ And all of the kingdom, it goes back to him. وَالْخَيْرُ كُلُّهُ فِي يَدَيْهِ And the goodness, all of it is in the hands of Allah. فَمِنْهُ تَعَالَى الْمَنْجَعَ وَإِلَيْهِ الْمَلْجَعَ وَبِهَا الْإِسْتِعَاذَ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا هُوَ كَائِنٌ بِمَشِئَتِهِ وَقُدْرَتِهِ So it is, all, the whole affair, it returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you are going to call upon Allah at the times of need, of distress, whenever it may be. You are going to flee back to Allah seeking refuge and shelter or uh, 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 the, uh, the refuge and aid and assistance and guardianship and security in Allah. And that you are going to seek refuge from the evils that are in creation from what Allah has willed by His decree to exist. And you are going to seek that refuge in Allah. فَالْإِعَاذَةِ فَعْلُهُ وَالْمُسْتَعَاذِ مِنْهُ نعم وَالْمُسْتَعَاذِ مِنْهُ فَعْلُهُ أَوْ مَفْعُولُهُ الَّذِي خَلَقَهُ بِمَشِئَتِهِ So seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the action of doing so the need to do so the action of performing that and from the affair that you perform it from, then all of that is from the creation of Allah and the will of Allah. وَهَذَا كُلُّهُ تَحْقِيقٌ لِلتَّوْحِيدِ وَالْقَدْرِ وَأَنَّهُ لَا رَبَّ غَيْرَهُ وَلَا خَالِقَ سِوَاهُ وَلَا يَمْلُكُ الْمَخْلُوقَ لِنَفْسِهِ وَلَا لَغَيْرِهِ ضَرًّا وَلَا نَفْعًا وَلَا مَوْتًا وَلَا حَيَاةً وَلَا نُشُورًا بَلِ الْأَمْرُ كُلُّهُ لِلَّهِ لَيْسَ or an actualization of Tawheed, and your belief in the decree, your recognition that there is no Lord besides Allah, no Creator besides Him, and no one controls anything in the creation for themselves, nor for anyone else in terms of harm or benefit, or death or life, or any affair, resurrection, bringing back everything, it is under the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one else besides Him has anything. This is what this dua is saying. Allahumma a'udhu bika bi ridaka min sakhatika wa bi'afatika min uqubatika wa a'udhu bika minka bika minka la uhsithanan alika anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. So that's the next part here. Fi khitami hadha dua. At the end of the dua you say, لَا أُحْصِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْكَ That I cannot encompass, I can't do all of the praise upon you. أَنْتَ كَمَا أَثْنَيْتَ عَلَى نَفْسِكَ You are as you have praised yourself. فِيهِ الْعْتِرَافِ بِأَنَّ شَأْنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَعَظَمَاتُهُ وَكَمَالَ أَسْمَاءِ وَصِفَاتِهِ أعظم وأجل من أن يحصيها أحد من الخلق أو يبلغ أحد حقيقة الثناء عليه غيره سبحانه 
This indicates that the servant acknowledges and recognizes that the greatness of Allah and the perfection of His names and attributes is greater, greater than you are capable of encompassing. You recognize that the greatness of Allah, His names, His attributes, His perfection, it is far more than you can encompass, far more that you can uh, 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 engulf, far more that you can count. And so nobody in creation can encompass that praise of Allah or achieve and acquire the reality and pinnacle of that. Rather, Allah is as He has praised Himself. The greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as He has praised Himself. And also another dua min ad'iyati sujood kathalika ma rawahu muslim fi sahihihi an abi hurairata radiyallahu anhu anna rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yaqulu fi sujoodih so there is another hadith in Sahih Muslim from Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say in his prostration, Allahumma ghirli dhambi kullahu, diqqahu wa jillahu, awwalahu wa akhirahu, wa alaniyatahu wa sirrah. Oh Allah, forgive me all of my sins, minor or significant, whether they were tiny or significant, from the first of them and the last of them, whether they were public or private. This is the dua in prostration also in Sahih Muslim. Allahumma ghirli dhambi kullahu. Oh Allah, forgive all of my sin for me. Diqqahu wa jillahu. Whether it is something that was very minor or something significant. Awwalahu wa akhira. The first of it and the last of them. Alaniyatahu wa sirrah. The public that was open or that which was hidden and private. Forgive for me all of those sins. That is a dua that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make in prostration. So forgive for me dhambi kullahu ay dhunubi jami'aha Meaning all of my sins فَإِنَّ الْمُفْرَدَ إِذَا أُضِيفَ يَعُمْ The singular word when you make it mudaf mudaf ilayhi in the Arabic grammar it means a general broad meaning then. So here dhambi is indicative of all types of sins. ثُمَّ إِنَّ هَذَا التَّعْمِيمُ وَالشُّمُولُ في هذا الدعاء ليأتي طلب الغفران على جميع ذنوب العبد ما علمه منها وما لم يعلمه. So in this dua, it is an expansive, broad dua that covers everything. You are asking forgiveness for all of your sins. Those that you are aware of or you may have forgotten and not be aware of. You're seeking forgiveness from your shortcomings and sins in a complete nature, a complete manner. La siyama wal muqamu maqam dua wa tadarru' wa idhhar al-ibudiyya wal-iftiqa' 
especially at the time of prostration, when it is a time to show your humbleness, to demonstrate your humility before Allah, then that is a time to make dua asking for your shortcomings and your sins and your wrongs. فَنَاسَبَ ذِكْرَ الْأَنْوَاعِ الَّتِي يَتُوبُ الْعَبْدُ مِنْهَا And so that's why it is appropriate when making the dua in prostration for forgiveness that you do it section by section, specifically mentioning everything rather than just generally saying forgive me, but to go into detail. It's appropriate at that time to then say دِقَّهُ وَجِلَّهُ and أَوَّلَهُ وَآخِرَهُ وَنَعَانِيَتَهُ وَسِرَّهُ The minor, the, the significant, the first, the last, the public, the hidden, private, to mention all of those types. It's appropriate in the prostration for you to be going into that dua, mentioning all of the types, seeking the forgiveness from everything, rather than just making one general statement of forgiveness, but making it specifically and mentioning all those things, because it is a time where you are demonstrating your submission to Allah, your humility before Allah. ثُمَّ إِنَّ بَيْنَ سَجْدَتَيْنِ رُكْنًا لَا بُدَّ مِنْهُ فِي الصَّلَاةِ وَهُوَ الْجِلْسَ بَيْنَ سَجْدَتَيْنِ Then of course, in between the two prostrations, there is the small sitting, and that is a requirement, that is a pillar, to have the small sitting between the two prostrations, وَقَدْ شُرِعَ فِيهِ مِنَ الدُّعَى مَا يَلِقُ بِهِ وَيْنَاسِبُهُ And there is dua legislated at that time too, to be said in between the two prostrations when you are sitting. وَهُوَ سُؤَالُ الْعَبْدِ الْمَغْفِرَةِ وَالرَّحْمَةِ وَالْهِدَايَةِ وَالْعَافِيَةِ وَالْرِزْقِ And that is that at that time, in the sitting between the two prostrations, you make dua asking Allah for forgiveness, for mercy, for guidance, for good health, and for rizq, sustenance. All of those things. فَإِنَّ هَذِي الْأُمُورِ تَتَضَمَّنُ جَلْبِ خَيْرَيِّ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Because those affairs, forgiveness, mercy, guidance, good health, rizq, safety and good health and rizq, they are affairs that combine for you the goodness of this world and the afterlife. That is what combines all of the goodness of this world and the afterlife. So how do we know you're supposed to make dua for those affairs in the sitting between the two prostrations? There are narrations. عن حذيفة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يقول بين سجدتين رَبِّ اغْفِرْ لِي رَبِّ اغْفِرْ لِي That everybody knows in Sunnah Nabi Dawood. Oh Allah forgive me, my Lord forgive me, my Lord forgive me. رَبِّي رَبِّ اغْفِرْ لِي My Lord forgive me, my Lord forgive me. وَأَنَّهُ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمُ يُكَرِّرُ هَذَا الدُّعَى بَيْنَ السَّجْدَتَيْنِ لَا أَنَّهُ يَقُولُهُ مَرَّةٍ فَقَطْ so this is not something that you're only supposed to say twice. Rabbi ghfirli, Rabbi ghfirli. You can do it more than that. The messenger used to repeat it. It's not limited to just saying it twice. You can say it more than that. So here that's what the shaykh says. It is not just twice. You're allowed to say that more than that as well. Rabbi ghfirli, Rabbi ghfirli, Rabbi ghfirli. And also, عَنِ ibn Abbas رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا 
كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول بين سجدتين اللهم اغفر لي وارحمني واجبرني وعافني واهدني وارزقني In Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi, that the Prophet ﷺ used to say in between the two prostrations, O oh Allah, forgive me and have mercy upon me and compensate for me and give me safety and health and goodness and guide me and give me sustenance. All of those affairs in that sitting between the two prostrations وَسُؤَالُ الْمَغْفِرَ فِيهِ الْوِقَايَ مِنْ شَرِّ الذُّنُوبِ So when you ask for forgiveness, that is to protect yourself from the evil of sins. You ask for forgiveness. وَسُؤَالُ الرَّحْمَةِ فِيهِ تَحْصِيلُ الْخَيْرِ وَالْبِرِّ وَالْحِسَانِ And asking for mercy within that you acquire goodness and righteousness by asking for the mercy of Allah. وَسُؤَالُ اللَّهِ أَنْ يَجْبُرَهُ فِيهِ سَدُّ حَاجَتِهِ and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to compensate for you, that is asking Him to fulfill your needs for you. What you require and your needs are that Allah compensates and fulfills what you are in need of. وَجَبْرُ كَسْرِهِ And that Allah compensates for you and uh, 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 fills in for you that void you may have from affairs of difficulty or distress. وَأَنْ يَرُدَّ عَلَيْهِمَ ذَهَبَ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ وَأَنْ يَعُوِّضَهِ And that Allah returns to you what has been taken from you or departed from you in terms of goodness. That Allah returns it to you and substitutes something good for you. وَسُؤَالُ الْعَافِيَةِ فِيهِ السَّلَامَ مِنَ الْآفَاتِ وَالْفِتْنِ وَالنَّجَاتِ مِنَ الْبِلَايَةِ وَالْمِحْنِ And asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for الْعَافِيَةِ الْعَافِيَةِ then that is asking Allah for safety from the calamities and the trials and safety and, uh, and salvation from the distress and the hardships and trials and tribulations. That is seeking afiyah from Allah. وَسُؤَالُ الْهِدَايَ فِيهِ التَّوَصُّلِ إِلَىٰ أَبْوَابِ السَّعَادَةِ وَالْفَلَاحِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ And asking for guidance, then that is of course seeking uh, the doors to happiness in this, and success in this world and the afterlife. If you are guided, then that is the door to happiness in this world and the afterlife. وَسُؤَالُ الرِّزْقِ فِيهِ نَيْلْ مَا بِهِ قَوَامُ الْبَدْنِ مِنَ الطَّعَامُ الشَّرَابِ وَمَا بِهِ قَوَامُ الرُّوحِ مِنَ الْعِلْمُ الْإِيمَانِ And asking for sustenance. There are two types of sustenance. It is asking for sustenance physically, food and drink for your body, and also sustenance for your soul through knowledge and iman. Sustenance for your soul through knowledge and iman. فَجَاءَ هَذَا الدُّعَى الْعَظِيمِ الْمَشْرُوعِ فِي هَذِهِ الْجِلْسَةِ جَامِعًا لِأُصُولِ السَّعَادَةِ مُحِيطًا بِأَبْوَابِ الْخَيْرِ مُشْتَمِلًا عَلَى صُبُلِ الْفَلَاحِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ فَمَا أَعْظَمَهُ مِنْ دُعَاءِ وَمَا أَحْسَنَ إِحَاطَاتُهُ وَجَنْعَهُ So this particular small dua that you recite between the two prostrations, it combines between the foundations of happiness and encompasses all of the doors to goodness, incorporating all of the pathways to success in this world and the afterlife. So how tremendous and great that dua is. 
and how good it is in encompassing all of the affairs of goodness for a person. So that is the dua that is done in between the prostrations. Allahumma ghirli warhamni wajburni wa'afini wahdini warzuqni. That brings us to the end of that particular chapter. So next time we'll start the next chapter which is regarding At-Tashahud. Regarding the Tashahud and some of the du'as and dhikr that can be done uh, at the end of the prayer when you're in the Tashahud and after the Tashahud before giving the final salam. Uh, the next couple of chapters are going to be about that time of the prayer. What you're supposed to read, what du'as you can make, du'a you can make for yourself in the last part of the prayer on the tashahud before the taslim. And then after that the chapters are going to go on talking about the types of du'as you can make after giving the salam. And then after that it's going to talk about the qunut. So those are the chapters coming up inshallah ta'ala. We'll conclude upon that for today then.